G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, we're back today and talking about our ageing loved ones. Uh, In this day and age, society is changing, the demographic is changing and we have an older population here in Australia. And that means with ageing loved ones, there are issues around dementia. And so for the Christian believer who wants to love, care, serve and share the gospel with our ageing parents and our grandparents, might even be our great-grandparents, there might be some things that will be helpful if we know how to communicate. Ben Boland is back with us today. He's an aged care chaplain co-author of the book Jesus Loves Me, part of the Hammond Care and Bible Society Faith for Life Suite. Ben, a special welcome back to 2020. Neil, it's always wonderful to be with you. Ben, you specialise in this area. So if we've got some ageing loved ones, a good chance there that some of them might be suffering from dementia. So the way we communicate has to change, doesn't it? Unequivocally. I think any of our communications at our best are targeted to the person we are talking to. If we look at Jesus' ministry, the way that he talks to the woman at the well is very different to the way that he talks to Nicodemus. Different people, different communication. And dementia impacts not simply your memory, but your ability to communicate. So it's critical that we engage in a profoundly focused way um, with all people, including people living with dementia. I imagine that means that when we're getting together with our grandparents or our great uncles and aunties, that we need to keep some of that conversation, and especially about faith issues, fairly short and concise, and as you say, keep it clear and simple. Yeah, look, it depends again on the person on how they're going on the day and what dementia um, diagnosis they're struggling with and all those things. But I think, generally speaking, um, short is always better than long. Um, concrete is better than abstract. Um, so those are really important things. But we want to be meeting those person where they are. Um, I think one of the challenges for us in Christian ministry, and particularly for Christians perhaps more generally, is that we are so passionate about Jesus that we want to tell everybody about him all the time. But sometimes we will go and visit someone or be with them. And the last thing they want to talk about is Jesus. Not that they're antagonistic to faith, but they'd like to tell you about what happened last night or what's important for them. They want to talk about Ferguson tractors or geraniums. And part of loving them actually says, I'd like to talk about Jesus, but I'm actually going to put that on hold and listen to what you want to talk about. And trust Jesus that if he wants the Jesus stuff to come up again, he'll bring it up. So the timing is important, and it's not always about our timing. It's often about their timing. So things that might trigger an opportunity to have this sort of conversation, is it the sort of music that they might remember from early years or the sorts of stories they might remember from early years, even Bible stories that might reflect Jesus? Yeah, most definitely. Timing is really important. And you're right, um, different things will trigger stuff for different people. I mean, often with people living with dementia, um, their memories of childhood may be stronger than their memories of earlier that day. 
um, and the current generation of older people um, we have in Australia were almost exclusively Sunday schooled, even if um, they never had a, a relational experience with Jesus. So the hymns, um, particularly the great classic hymns, Amazing Grace, Abide With Me, The Lord Is My Shepherd, um, are part of their vocabulary, even if faith has never been part of it. Um, so hymns can be really incredible. And, uh, and just most people will ask you, what have you been doing? What did you do over the weekend? It's part of our social patter. Um, but that gives us as Christians an opportunity to say, oh, I was at church on Sunday, or well, I taught the kids to youth group on Saturday and they learned about X, Y, Z. Or we can talk about... I would hope that each of us is touched by Jesus every day. Uh, and we can share that as, as part of our story. And that is an incredibly powerful, if informal, way of sharing Jesus' love. Ben, in this day and age, uh, some would be thinking, uh, perhaps I'll just set up a Zoom call. I won't go and visit the aged care home this weekend. What's the value of actually being there in person to connect and relate and to love your older loved ones. Yeah, look, um, I, Zoom is a great blessing. Um, phone, mobile phones, hard phones are a great blessing. Um, for my grandmother's later years, she was four hours drive away from me. So there was no way I could just drop in on her for 10 minutes before I went shopping or something like that. So a phone was really important, or sending her videos, particularly we used to use WhatsApp and sending her videos of everything from the children practicing or butchering their musical instrument um, was really powerful for her. So I don't want to underplay the value of those technological advances, but let's face it, they are nowhere near as good as really being with somebody. Um, being able to be with them in a, in a fully present sense. Um, it's a little bit like, if I can push a theological analogy it's a great blessing for us to be able to have the gospels and to read of Jesus life and that is rich beyond belief but I think most of us would love to have been been there um, to literally sat at his feet as he taught as opposed to simply have read it in scripture um, both are powerful and profound but oh would I like to hear Jesus preach when we have options like uh, YouTube and uh, all sorts of other technological developments that we can bring to our loved ones, uh, helping them to see and hear and uh, and be a part of things that they might remember, is that a useful thing as well? Oh, unequivocally. Um, all of those tools are great. If you're like me, um, I'm a musical philistine. I struggle to work out whether I'm in key, out of key. Um, or let alone clap in time. So being able to turn on a hymn or get people to say, so what's what's some of the music you remember from your childhood? What was your favourite hymn? Or those things. And being able to pull those up on YouTube and have people who actually have musical gifting um, engage with those is huge. Uh, so that's powerful. Um, I've had residents um, who've been really anxious and being able to set them up with a screen and just some reflective hymns with some nice scenery behind them has been really calming. So those are those are great opportunities. Um, I'm I'm a little bit of a philistine in that I'm not a technology person, but to say that we can't use screens and stuff powerfully 
is, I think, foolishness even for someone like me. Ben, what about when someone has dementia uh, or they're, you know, they're failing a little in the way that they're able to relate in a cognitive sense? Is it a mistake to get too simplistic or even communicate with some of our loved ones almost in a childlike way? How do you think we should be communicating with our, our elderly loved ones? And I guess it all depends on different circumstances. Yeah, you, you, it's a great question, and I think you've answered the first part of it yourself really well there. It does depend on circumstances. It depends on the person. It depends on the day, all of those things. Um, we want to be present with them, which means meeting them not where we want them to be uh, or even where they want to be, but where they are. Um, lots of the communication stuff we talk about in terms of aged care is very similar to the basics of good teaching generally. Um, simple but not simplistic. Now, kids don't want to be treated like kids either or treated like idiots at any rate. Uh, so it's important to be simple, but we don't want to be simplistic. Uh, repetition is great. Whether you're preaching a 40-minute sermon or having a four-minute engagement with Mary, who's 103, um, all of those things are important. So, yeah, we want to be targeting and transforming how we communicate to the person and we would never want to be treating an adult as a child. Having said that, we may use some of the skills we've learnt for children's ministry in dealing with adults. What about prayer, Ben? Uh, when is it appropriate to pray? Uh, should you expect to pray for your elderly loved ones? Uh, and what, would, what reception will you get if you offer to pray? What are your thoughts around prayer? Firstly, I think it's critical. Um, and I think it actually predates, if you will, our engagement with the older person. We shouldn't simply be, oh, I've turned up and visited great-grandmother or great-great-grandmother. Oh, I probably should think about praying before I go. Uh, we need to be praying for that person regularly um, in our own private prayer life and also with the person. Now, again, some people will love you praying with them. Some people will say, no, thank you. Um, but I think the challenge that I so often face is I often say to someone, would you like me to pray with you? And typically the answer is yes. And I, that would be the 99.9% of the answer you will typically get. But often me as the younger person who is relatively, I'll say strong, I think that's probably overstating it, um, but definitely the younger person thinks, oh, here's Mary, she's um, got palsy in one hand, she's just told me about this knee, broken leg, she's got all these real challenges. And I'm thinking, oh, well, what I need to be praying for is those things. And saying, oh, before we pray, Mary, what would you like me to pray for? And then Mary says, oh, well, I really want you to pray for my grandson, Nick. Um, he's just broken up with his girlfriend, and that's really tough. Um, and it's a good corrective for me, and I suspect a corrective for many of us, to not make assumptions, but instead to meet the person where they are and allow them to be the one who sets the agenda. Um, now, praying some concrete prayers and having some concrete prayers in the back of your head is really helpful. The Lord's Prayer or the Our Father is obviously a great prayer to be praying with someone. Um, and it's a prayer I'll often use, particularly for people who may not be verbal anymore. Uh, we don't know when someone ceases to be able to understand in terms of the hearing sense, but we always assume that they can. So I will often pray the Lord's Prayer with someone who's dying um, and who may or may not be responsive. 
that can be really powerful. Um, some other prayers that I use all the time is when I don't know where the person is in terms of faith relationship, Lord, please bring this person closer to you. Draw this person to yourself. Um, I think that's a really powerful prayer to be praying. And it's gentle and clear. Um, being prepared to pray with people at their request for them to die is big. Often I will have people say, I just want to go home. I just, I'm ready to die. Um, and saying to them, and being happy to say, look, would you like me to pray that with you now? Because often when people start that conversation, people shy away from it and then they get feel, feeling isolated. But being able to say, look, Lord, we thank you for Neil's life. We thank you for his love. And he, he's ready to go home, Lord. We ask that you would take him to be with you. Um, can be really powerful, both for the person and often for family members too who are struggling with that space. Is it the case, Ben, that sometimes it's easier to approach the thought of dying uh, in the context of a prayer than sometimes it is just to be out in, out in the open with a conversation about that? Uh, what have you found just quickly over the years uh, when you've got very old people and you know, they are waiting, in some sense, to die. About approaching that issue of dying. Yeah, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head in my 15-odd years in aged care as a resident who hasn't been happy to talk about their own death. Um, often family members, often staff are uncomfortable having that conversation. But almost exclusively... Um, older people are more than happy to and are actually desperate for someone to have that conversation with them and not to be telling them off oh no 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 mum you want to live forever Um, but saying yeah that's what you're feeling and we have a God who listens to what we feel the lament psalms are a great example of that let's pray that let's take that that real burden and give it to God in prayer And no doubt uh, for those listeners who might have ageing loved ones, parents or grandparents in aged care, there's often an aged care chaplain uh, who can be supportive along that journey. Ben Boland is an aged care chaplain and co-author of Jesus Loves Me. It's part of the Hammond Care and Bible Society Faith for Life suite. He also writes extensively and speaks about aged care ministry. It's always our privilege to just connect with Ben and talk about some of the issues around aged care. You can see an YouTube clip that Ben has produced called Jesus Love in Aged Care. You can find Ben and connect with him through LinkedIn and you can also get a hold of the book, The Jesus Loves Me Book, available through Hammond Care and the Bible Society. Ben Boland, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us once again today on 2020. Neil, it's, it's an important topic um, and it's wonderful to have a chance to share that with you and your listeners. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 